Hey, Internet. Hey. Welcome to Here Come the Warm Gents, Internet's first and only podcast about Alias. We gave it some time to let other people catch up. And they, st- they still haven't. No, no. We left them in the dust. We gave them a very generous grace period. Yeah. And here and, we are. And uh, what do they do instead? They let America fall apart. <laughs> oh, I was wondering how fast we'd get to that. But we're, I mean. It's relevant. Yeah. So today we're talking about season two, episode four of Alias, Dead Drop. Yeah. Written by Jesse Alexander, directed by Guy B. What do you know about Guy B? <laughs> You mean KB's Toy Stores or? No. It sounds similar to me. I don't know. He's an occasional TV director, but he mostly operates a steady cam. <laughs> His credits include Red Shoe Diaries, My Father the Man. Hero, Mr. Wrong, Titanic, and Mantis. Well, so they gave him like, oh, Mantis. We got a Mantis connection, which yeah. we've been longing for. Finally. Like, we've just been desperately hoping that this would somehow tie back to Mantis, which is. And it came true. Yeah. So this is a win for us and the nation. And for Mantis. Yeah. Mantis fans. Fan, Fantis? Fantises? Yeah. If you're out there, we're here for you. <laughs> if you want to want us to jump ship, start talking about Mantis, please reach out to us. I like how we both said that with the equivalent of like uh, Uncertainty? a Uncertainty? A shrug? Yeah. Like a vocal shrug? Like Mantises? You could hear our shoulders go up as we said that. I was uncomfortable then and I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> Hulu's summary of Season 2, Episode 4 of Alias, Dead Drop. Kendall refuses Jack's wish to have Irina removed. Sydney says all she wants out of Irina is enough info to bring down SD6 and get her out of the spy game. I hate Hulu. That's not the summary. That's just me saying <laughs> that. you're saying that? Hulu is such a pain in the ass on my uh, thing that I watch Hulu on. I had to watch this episode on a laptop like an idiot. Did you get? Uh, were you able to read the subtitles, or what was the, what was the main issue? Just the commercials it wasn't loading. Oh, oh I, I pay okay. for the commercial free. There's no oh, there's you, no no excuse for uh, any technical issues. You luxurious bastard. Yeah, I know, and and I couldn't watch it the way I prefer. I had to watch it on a laptop, not even full screen, because I take my notes on my laptop. You should write a Yelp review, one and a half star. Mention that you could give zero stars if you could. <laughs> That's a power move. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Wikipedia summary. Sydney's dealings with her mother lead Jack to take drastic measures to ensure his daughter's safety. Meanwhile, Will is confronted by a mysterious woman about resurrecting his story on SD6. And that's it. So much. That's so much spoilers, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but there's no um, no TV guide summary. No, uh, no ridiculousness there. Gaia, kind of disappointing. I guess in terms of summaries, yes. Not... In terms of your uh, collecting of summaries, but uh, sure, TV Guide kind of has that like wacky, like will they, won't they, yeah, like voice to every summary, yeah. And I wanted that for this, but really, this is a meat and potatoes, boring episode of Alias. Yeah, it kind of it it takes what they established with uh, Alias Mom being in jail and being uh, what do you call that? She's being consulted with, Mm -hmm. and uh, it kind of adds a new spin to it. We get a new spin to it with uh, what happens with Jack. But it's like the same thing. Like, okay, they're going to get some type of mission. Alias is going to want to talk to her mom. Her uh-huh. dad's going to be like, you shouldn't do that. But also we got the ghost mystery still going on, which I'm excited about. Sure. Yeah. And how much uh, How much of this Alias shit did you remember? I forgot about all this Alias shit. 
I forgot about most of it, but it was like, but that's the beauty of like the previously on Alias. Yeah, they the, give you like three of those and TV of this era, where, <laughs> where like every sentence in the first half of the program is going to have like heavy exposition. Right, right. So yeah, I had no chance of forgetting anything. Like imagine if we were talking, and I was just like, "Hey, I saw this on the internet. It's the thing we use to access information about anything whenever we want, regardless mm-hmm. of the medium." Like imagine if we had to talk like that. That's how these TV shows are. It's like, hey, I was looking at this. It does this because we need this to access this. Like it, it has those like long explanations. To yeah. It. And already it, it gets started. I know where we are. The show looks cheaper than ever. <laughs> We've got <laughs> Arctic Dixon. I like, uh, Dixon in this first scene, it makes me think of, remember like Arctic? Art, like a toy? Ba- Batman? Yeah. Where it'd be like, when is Batman in the Arctic? Yeah. But he was sometimes, I guess. Very rarely when they needed to sell toys. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we got to move some of these uh M- Mr's Freeze. Mr's Freeze. So uh yeah. let's 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 put a white coat of paint on uh on Batman. God God forbid we don't make enough money off of Batman for uh for a day. Sometimes they put like a frilly like uh uh animal hair faux animal hair uh coat around the uh, collar. Sure. Not unlike a, a Hoth trooper or uh GI Joe. Yeah. yeah. All Perfect reasons to, uh, you know, to sell children shit they don't need. Yeah, just sell sell children garbage. Uh, so Sydney, she sprays this music box with acid, right, or whatever, and it disintegrates. Under water, right? No, I think this is right before she she's ambushed by Sark. Okay, because she she flings the the pickaxe at his leg. Was it him or somebody else? She flings a pickaxe at someone's leg. And yeah, Sark is always the person that's like catching her, which will uh, spoiler he, alert. He's we'll find so out. So damn yeah. cool. Yeah. God, Sark is the best. And I don't care who hears me say it. He gets the wine he wants when he wants it. It's a model for living <laughs> and one that I'm ashamed to say in 2017, I had one New Year's resolution. Be a little more like Julian Sark. Is his first name Julian? Did I make that up? It sounds correct. Ju- Julian Sark yeah. sounds right. Uh, I, that was my vow. We'll, we'll be corrected by anyone. Somebody please correct us. <laughs> we're just, we're baiting you at this point. Yeah. And uh, so Arvin, he's like, how could this go wrong? It seems like this uh, Rambaldi asshole, he should be more on top of things. Why would he put a music <laughs> box in an ice cave? Yeah, why, where, where, where it can corrode. Yeah. And he's just like, like Sydney, I can smell how full of shit you are. You should go wash yourself off. You smell like shit. And he gives her a real long hug. He gives her like the look on his face though. is like, I guess it's like shit eating. Like, Oh, you're so soft. <laughs> like, it's like really, really like they emphasize it because I think she's, like, it, it fades into her talking to Vaughn in the mm-hmm. fucking cricket box. Yeah. Which what we've talked about before, but like, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's like deafening. a thing now. Yeah. It's deafening. They're messing with us. Yeah. They're fucking with it. They're like, in the future, these assholes are going to be reviewing this with a fine tooth comb. Because what what else do they have? Yeah, they don't. And that's at that <laughs> point they don't even know. I guess maybe they could assume that we're going to be living in. This like is proto trolling. This is like a cartoon dystopia. Yeah, like maybe they'll be like, yeah, I bet I bet shit will be pretty rotten in about fifteen years. I bet they'll be uh, distracting themselves with our garbage. Yeah. That seems like a fair assumption to make. Were we were we uh, talking about garbage from fifteen years before this? At that time? 15 years before, this would have been 1987 or 1988. Yeah, we're talking about Mannequin 2. 
Uh, Mannequin 2 was later. When was Mannequin 2 in the 90s? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, Mannequin 2 on the move <laughs> with uh, who played the mannequin? I don't remember. Was it, Kim, it was Kim Cattrall in the first movie. Yes. And, and Anthony, not Anthony Davis. Uh, fuck. Who's Anthony, that guy? Well, you had Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy, yes. And it was Andrew McCarthy. You had Misach Taylor as Hollywood. Yes. The late, great Misach Taylor. Misach Taylor was also, he, it was all, Mannequin 2 was the Hollywood show. Was it? Did they lean too heavily on the Hollywood? Well, who, if they knew Kim, he was a crowd favorite, because so Kim Cattrall uh, wasn't there, and she's okay. not really what made makes Mannequin. No, utterly forgettable. They actually yeah. recast her for the second movie, right? With, with an actress who I don't remember, right? But you remember uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know Andrew McCarthy's character's name, but I don't. I don't think there's an Andrew McCarthy. There is an Andrew McCarthy character, but it's not Andrew McCarthy in the sequel. Was that a uh, like straight to video sequel? Could have been. I saw it on on HBO. Yeah, or so something. as did I, because that's where we saw most of our movies. I'm assuming. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you got a big name like Andrew McCarthy. You got another big name like Misach Taylor, taking a break from designing women or yeah. whatever, whatever he was doing at the time. Was, uh, probably designing women. He probably wasn't working for cheap. Nah. So you know, you're not dealing with a direct video budget. Not definitely not working for scale. No. Jack, this red-faced buffoon, is real mad that he heard Sydney tell Arena that she was a turkey in a Thanksgiving play. <laughs> like, I actually, I kind of wanted to print out a transcript of the scene so we could act it out. But it's only like three lines. Yeah. You uh, told her you were a turkey. In the th- yeah. He, 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 you he heard quotes. me tell her I was a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not meant to be funny, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Like these, I, Like you said. They wrote these things not expecting that they would be analyzed at any length at any time in the future. Can we talk about ghosts? Yes. Why not? Arvin. <laughs> we can talk about. I have things to say about ghosts. I do. He's getting calls from white noise. Yeah. Like from uh, what? What's the word for? Uh, I, I think white noise because of that Michael Keaton movie. What's the word for uh, when you when you got a, a recording on a tape of a. Specter. Multiplicity? I'm, th- I'm thinking that because of the Ma- Michael Keaton movie. Sure. Um, Gung-ho. Gung-ho. Mr. Mom. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Jack Frost. Batman Returns. Which one? And he's, he's, he's not even scared. He's like, somebody's <laughs> fucking with me. I would be scared because I'm afraid of ghosts. Yeah, I'd be scared because I killed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like my dead wife that I killed is gonna come back from the grave. I think and we we might be at ring ring zero year or ring plus two. Yeah, ring, ring movie ring came was two thousand two, and I believe yeah. this aired in two thousand three. So this is ring plus one. So we're aware of weird like Japanese specter movies where your decisions. Is he come afraid back that his you? wife is a Japanese ghost? Right, like she's gonna be like like her blonde, long black hair, long black hair down to her waist, soaking wet. Yep, white cotton dress, mm-hmm. bottom of a well. She's gonna crawl out of a TV and turn him she's into a mummy. She's gonna start at the bottom, and then she's gonna be here, like Drake. Yes, and he wants Jack to send somebody to Sonoma, California, which they keep saying over and over again. Yeah. I think they only use Wait, Sonoma once. Does he ask once. Jack or does he ask Marcus? Like Mark, Marcus looked in on it and he's like, "We could well, we we called the hotel. The hotel said we." Arvin asked Jack. Okay, he's like, "I don't want to involve the alliance, <laughs> <laughs> so you deal with it." And then, oh, I don't want to waste their time with their touch screens. <laughs> and I guess there must be like a like does 
Marcus submit his hours? <laughs> he must not. You must just be purely salary, because yeah. otherwise they'd be like, well, like, it seems like you spent a lot of time in Sonoma at a bed and breakfast. That seems interesting, M- Marcus. It could also be when you have, like, a boss that's like, I did this because of so-and-so. I'm like, oh, okay, the big boss asked you to do something, regardless of how stupid of and course. how much of a budget it is. Like, everyone looks the other way. That's how things work. Anybody out there that's, like, a teenager or a young adult that thinks that when you become an adult and get a, a full-time job, things are going to be different from bullshit from grade school. It's not. It's exactly it's the same. It's exactly the You're same. You're raising your hand to go to the bathroom. You're, like people that are- You're fucking, sharing stuff with your brothers. Yeah. People that are just like stupid and gossipy or somehow making fun of you because you're good at what you do. They resent you. Everyone resents you for no goddamn reason. Well, they, they resent you for a very good reason. They, they hate you for your talent. They yeah. hate you for your youth. They yep. hate you for your beauty. They hate you for your uh, talent. Did I say that? I said Child, that. It's also the suspicion that they're getting that you are getting paid more than them, and they're wrong. You're or getting paid so much less. Less. But sometimes you have everything more. that they don't. It doesn't have. matter. Yeah. You know they know. Well, money doesn't make up for. I guess it's just talent. Ins- or it's uncert- or it's uncertainty that it's being seeded through everything. Uncertainty just brews discontent among people. Francie's restaurant is still a thing. Worried about the health department? Yeah, I don't know. Is she, is she relying on her her drug-addled friend with connections to help her through that? It doesn't seem like it. It no. seems like she's on the level. Yeah. Will's very concerned with uh, Narcotics Anonymous these days. Yeah. And he's... Uh, going through the steps. Good man. He, he looks very healthy in the kitchen. Sobriety Will is healthy Will. Yeah. He's uh looks okay. Well, anyone not like pumping alcohol into their system is going to be less bloated less puffy less happy sobriety will is healthy will talking sydney is lying sydney yeah she's she's blown that'd be a great subtitle for the show (laughs) alias talking sydney is lying and she's just blowing all kinds of smoke up his uh his his cute little caboose and isn't that a shame why can't she just tell him the truth that uh what he contributed was meaningless or was it i guess he had a list of russian books on a yeah. laptop. Does he remember that little uh, brain soak thing they did? No, he, he has. Or does he? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Didn't really come up. Why would she not be honest about that being useful? I guess she wasn't lying, but she was measured in her appraisal. Yeah, because she doesn't want to get him all like, hey, I'm a spy. I'm going to die like your uh, fiance. So how does this happen? All right. So they find out. They track Sark to the Falkland Islands mm-hmm. where he... Jumps out of a window, and then they surprise. Fi- they find a fat man tied to a chair, like a scene in, out of Seven. <laughs> Klaus Richter, uh, played by nobody interesting. I looked yeah. it up. And instead of uh, they're like, well, we can't torture this guy. He's got some kind of weird. He's been infected with a weird disease. Right, like his fingertips fall off. And well, we can give him morphine. That'd be cool. It's just Jack is is uh, cool, Jack. I think we're seeing like Jack become like just like a like a chiller kind of like all right I'm gonna help this guy out I'm gonna give you like five minutes of morphine yeah if you want some more you start talking yeah he's a uh, he's a cool guy he carries yeah. morphine carries like, morphine like, like a jazz musician and amphetamines and whatever you want baby whatever relaxes yeah. that anus just just open that mouth <laughs> open it so Jack is a predator yeah and so he Klaus Richter 
he hid Arena's operation manual, the Bible, as they call it, because that's not confusing. And they they explained it though. It's like the Bible, yeah. the operations manual. Should anything happen to K Direct? Like they like like you said, they had like an entire well, sentence full of. Was Arena K Directorate? Did she have the? Was she part of another thing? Arena Direpko? Yeah, Sydney's mom. Was she? She was K Directorate. So wait, was she SD six? She's the man. Yes. So K Director. All yeah, right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She's not. Well, she's Russian, but she, it's not like the KGB intelligence. That's that's something separate from right. The KGB, right? Yeah. Well, I think just like how SD six is separate, separate from, from the <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. So this map to the Bible is in a first edition of War and Peace, mm-hmm. which is being held at FAPSI headquarters in Moscow. Yeah. Did you look up FAPSI? I did not. All right. It's a real thing. Stands for the Federal Agency of Government Communications and Information, because you know, because the acronym would Cyrillic. be based on the the Russian alphabet, right? Yeah. Uh, or the Russian words for those English words, right? Uh, it was dissolved in March 2003, so they got it in right under the wire. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. So there, why was it dissolved? Uh, they I mean, just replaced a... it with something else. Okay. I mean, did you see this episode? It was shitty. <laughs> it was just like it was dead. It was bloat it was just a, russians it, hate pork so they cut it out of their budget it was it was purely like a county library a county archive well here's the thing is that <coughs> all right so it was formed in 1991 what happened was gorbachev dismantled the kgb and he took the parts of that and reassembled it and copied the structure of rnsa mm-hmm. and that became fapsi which makes it odd that there's like american tourists waiting outside to go on a tour of it yeah, well, I'm jumping ahead, but American tourists are just like asking uh, Russian officials, hey, yeah. hey, what is this open? Hey, cool impel. How, uh, <laughs> how do I get into this uh, this government building? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, do we do tours of the NSA? I don't. We do tours of government buildings. Sure. Well, and why is there a big line outside like at Space Mountain? <laughs> yes. like, that guy was so disappointed. And it, like, there, ah, fuck. Fuck an hour? <laughs> did it even get a laugh? Or like, is it was it meant to be funny? He did like the he he did a reaction. That actor made choices, and his choices was to react like ah gee, ah, I gotta wait some more. Did he have like wear a bow tie that spun around? <laughs> his pants fell down. Uh, and uh, so typical mi- mission here. Sydney's got us swap maps. As per usual, same with yeah. most of these episodes these yeah. days. we got to switch a map to trick SD6 and, and then the CIA will get the real one. And then we're going to get a, a dwarf hands explanation of the tech. Uh, interesting thing is that between the co- recording of our last episode mm-hmm. and the recording of this episode, the CIA kind of became the good guys again. In reality. In reality? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, in reality? Really? It's, it's, it's all relative, of course. <laughs> yeah. We're only comparing them to actual, like, Russian infiltration of our executive branch. Right. But compared to that, CIA is looking okay. Will's in Narcotics Anonymous. Right. His eyes are bloodshot for no reason. There's lots of sirens outside. Maybe he doesn't sleep well. That's probably why. not. Yeah. Can you imagine the nightmares this poor guy has? <laughs> and he has nothing to live for. He's being, probably up late all night. Being dressed like Kelso from that 70s show to sneak past Paris, uh... That happens. That's canon. That's, that's oh, that's, in, uh, canon. that's right. 
I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, they make they make him look like one of the strokes. Do you think I was talking about a uh, Silver Linings I thought, playbook? I thought you meant in this episode. I was like, what? what? It happened in The Hangover 3. I'll be damned. And he's approached by a beautiful stranger at an N.A. meeting, played by Marisol Vargas. You know Marisol Vargas? I you do re- not. You recognize Marisol Vargas? I recognize the woman that it was also that was probably cast to either play a Latina or like a Native American woman. Okay. I know her best from Vegas Vacation, where she plays the fourth Audrey Griswold. Really? The hot Audrey. That's hot Audrey? Yeah. And Holy you're, shit. You're okay to think that she was hot because uh, she was 24 in that movie. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I was like... Uh, don't confuse her I with... I was 12 when that movie came out. I don't know. I'm just saying, don't confuse her with Dana Barron uh, from the first Vacation movie. My Dana Barrett? Yeah, because it's, it's Dana Barron. Oh. Because uh, it's really not okay to think she was hot. Uh, that first vacation movie. <laughs> Don't confuse her with uh, what's the other Dana? Dana Hill, Fat Audrey from European Vacation. Rust, rust. Jesus, she died. Yeah, like like twenty years ago. Poltergeist cursed. Uh, diabetes. Ooh, <laughs> the original. <laughs> yeah, the original curse. For real though, diabetes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, also, of course, don't confuse her with uh, Juliette Lewis, Scientologist Audrey. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Marisol Vargas. One one and done on the vacation movies. And like, like most of the vacation uh, sure. Danas. Well, all, all, all of, of the children. Yeah. 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 And, uh, well, I guess in this one from like two years ago with, uh, what's his name from The Hangover? Jason Sudeikis? No. Yeah, it's Jason Sudeikis is the... No. Ed Helms. The, Ed Helms, you're right. Yeah. Uh, with Ed me. Helms, I guess they bring back the original kids. Which maybe invalidates the other movies from canon? Uh, I don't know. Is there is, is Jane Krakowski in them? If Who? Jane Krakowski's back, because she plays... She was in the first movie. She right, she the, plays Randy's... Randy, uh, Cousin Eddie's daughter. Yeah. Cousin, Cousin Eddie is the only one that has continuity. But not really, because his kids change. He's only in... But he's uh, only in the first one and then Vegas Vacation. And, and Christmas Vacation. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're talking about uh, Christmas... Or we're talking about vacation continuity... Uh huh. That's, that's which we definitely are yeah, now. That's that's pretty substantial. It's yeah, but the kids change. His kids change, right? And he doesn't give. He doesn't seem to care. He's definitely not back. He wants that old Roy dog food, and he doesn't give a fuck who gets it for him. <laughs> Shitter's full, and he, <laughs> he he he's definitely not in the movie from a couple years ago though, uh, because he and his wife are on the lamb in <laughs> Canada, hiding from the from the star whackers. <laughs> which is a real thing uh, he's, just... he's deeply troubled And we shouldn't be laughing about it Because him and his wife are real people are and... they re- were, they re- were they simulating sex on I don't know when he's wearing the Was it W? Was he wearing a George W. Bush mask? Or is like his, yeah, his wife was just like in a bikini And he was like having sex with her I don't know I don't know Yeah, it's never been made clear to me And that's frustrating And there's also a Cousin Eddie movie <coughs> uh, Starring him and Dana Barron. So Dana Barron is also in that. So you could argue that the real vi- vacation <laughs> canon is National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, Cousin Eddie's Cousin Hawaiian Eddie's. Weekend or whatever the fuck the Cousin Eddie specific movie is, and uh, the new one with Ed Helms and whoever else. I think we can get uh, old Randy Quaid out of some problems. If we just literally put a banana in his pants and turn a monkey loose and pay people <laughs> to watch that, and like all the proceeds go to whatever the fuck is wrong with him, 
Uh, take a take a page from Ringo Starr. Peace and love to uh, Randy Quaid and his wife. I hope they're okay. Best of luck. Yeah. If you're listening, Randy Quaid, uh, please add us on Twitter at Warm Gents. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook at Warm Gents. Or if you have any questions, please write us warmgents at gmail dot com. Randy Quaid, if you ever wanted to get involved with, uh, you know, some type of diet uh, dialogue, this is the time to do it. Yeah. And Twitter is the medium. Also, Marisol Var- Vargas, hot Audrey. She's playing Hermione Lodge, Veronica's mother, in the new Riverdale show on CW. Wow. Starting soon? I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's what people, that's what like women do is like once you're 20 years older than you were 20 years ago, which is natural, you're playing Mm -hmm. a mom. I guess that's true for for most people. I don't think so. uh, You don't think most people, once they're 20 years older than they were 20 years before, their parents? I think it's mainly women, and I, I the thing that's like, it's I'm, definitely mostly women, just by necessity, right? Or not necessity, but just like yeah, if no, you're, like biological necessity. I mean, most people in the world, yeah. I, well, I, I not guess just that's, actors. That's true of uh, Marissa Tomei is the new uh, Aunt May, sure. And it's like what the shit that, that can't be real. And so Rebecca Martinez, that's Marisol Vargas's character's name. She's got a website, Conspiracy Chick. Which it turns out she's not a real conspiracy person. No. Also, do conspiracy people say that they're conspiracy people? It, Are they like I'm really into conspiracy theories? Like I don't think you say that if you believe your conspiracies. Yeah, don't you have like some weird like uh, like code words to try to draw people out? Well, I think that you just think that you're in the know and everybody else is a sheeple or whatever. Yeah, right. A cuck, cuckold. Yeah, like I. I think that that's how it would go you don't say i'm really into conspiracy theories and also what happens if will goes and checks conspiracychick.com what's he gonna find a geosite you know what i found live journal it's oh you did you check it oh i was gonna ask oh god what i did Uh, well there's a squatter page with a list of related links the first of which is alias uh the second is was barack obama born in kenya uh which our our president uh, to be determined yeah to be determined. All right, so we're back. Uh, second act, Vaughn, sensitive Vaughn in the storage locker. He's there for Sydney. He's always there for Sydney. He's he's cool. Oh, are we, did we talk about the? Uh, so the man sitting in the chair gives them the information about going to the cabin, and they're like, "All right, let's go to the cabin." No, the man sitting in the chair gives them the information about War and Peace, right? Right. Oh, okay. Right. And so. then they bring that map. To Arena. But Stark looks like he gets captured, is what I'm saying. And Sydney calls her mom and is like, hey, how do I get the fuck out of this building? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a uh, a phone in her belt buckle, like, get smart. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it doesn't make a... I don't want to say it doesn't make sense, but it's it's awfully convenient. Yeah. I mean, I guess what, what else is her mother doing? But it seems like keep her on speakerphone. Keep her on speakerphone? Well, because... She went to her mother in in spite of her father. That was the whole thing. Right. And so she talked to her dad about this, and he's like, I'm I'm telling you, I know this woman. She's going to break your heart. She's going to, like, marry you for 30 years or whatever, fake her death, and you're going to feel like a fool. Don't do it. And we haven't even really talked. We we talked about Fapsy. We didn't really talk about Moscow. Yeah. Music's pumping. Sydney's wearing a terrible wig. Yeah, she looks like a, a GoldenEye character. And, like, from the game, not the movie. From the game. Yeah. Like, uh, she looks like she's made of polygons. And uh, she's a terrible accent. And what are Marshall Flinkman's 
devices? So like every metal is like some type of a key. Like this is the key to get in. This metal is the key to do this. This metal is the key to download. Yeah. Yeah, the Order of Bravery metal. Yeah. That's an electronic skeleton key, <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. It's whatever you want it to be. The Order of Zukov, first class. That'll get you into the library, believe it or not. So wait, so is this how, wait, so is everyone else just like scanning like a key card? Like they don't ask like, hey, where's your badge? I don't know. <coughs> it doesn't seem to be that well, uh, well attended. Yeah, Baxi. so they have like these security guards that are like making her go through a metal detector and a wand. Mm-hmm. But they also have like a, like a line of tourists going through. That's why I, I didn't get that. I'm like, uh, what? No, it's it's a weak joke that had no setup. Yeah. Uh, which is my least favorite kind. I like a lot of setup and a terrible joke. And also you point out that the guy who asked when it opens was like holding a map. Like, why are you checking a map? You're in line for it. You know where you're at. You're in line for some bullshit. Yeah, you asshole. You're like, hey, I need to demonstrate that I'm a tourist. You have a degree in library sciences or something. Damn right. So have you worked in a library with books? Yeah. Okay. Plenty. So, all right, so you have a, a first edition, presumably original language of War and Peace, one of the more notable works of Russian literature. If it was being retrieved from a library, would it have, like, the electronic arm from, like, uh, I don't know, like, like, Rogue a, one. like a Midway, arc- yeah, like a midway <laughs> Arcade game that it would just, like, like drop it down a chute? Is that a thing? Yeah, they have that in the, uh, what do you call that, like, uh, secluded stacks in the uh, New York Public Library. The Lions Building. Okay, what, you, what does that mean? Like you ask for a book and it's like retrieved for you, electron. Like you, like you give them a. But a first edition of War and Peace. If it's an archive, maybe. But if you if you look at the Huntington Library in California, it'd probably be like you have to go in. Like a human being takes you to like a room, and they like make sure you have gloves on and they yeah. like bring it out for you. Exactly. Yeah. And also, it seems like I'm gonna hide this map. Maybe I shouldn't hide it in a book of like really historical <laughs> notability and significance. So like that any- just occurred to me now. That's not even in my notes. That's how smart I am. I thought of it like eighteen hours after I watched the episode. Like, wait a minute. If I'm a, if I'm a PhD from like Moscow U or whatever, like the the most prestigious university in Moscow, uh-huh. and I'm a Tolstorian, like this is who I study. Like, uh, I'd have, I'd probably have access to this book. Tolstorian? Tolstorian? What do you, what'd you call it? Buzz Lightyear and that shit? What are you talking about? So if you're one of those people that mm-hmm. are like, I study this writer or this author, this is this is my jam, like you'd probably have access to whatever archives you want. You probably have access to his personal letters to his wife while he wrote that book. And you'd be, ta- you'd be writing about that, not the first edition of War and Peace. So you would agree that it seems unlikely that the first edition of War and Peace would be retrieved by an automated arm and then dropped down a chute like you're buying a camera from B&H. Well, we're saying <laughs> nice nice call. Call out to B&H. Yeah. <coughs> like everybody listening has been to B&H. You know what it's like. Well, we're saying one of the editions. It's not like the only first edition. There could be there could be there's many Gutenberg Bibles. Then how would you call it out of the library to make sure that it's it's the one with the map inside? Because it's it's saved at that like fancy uh, forest bias place that the Russians have for their literature. Oh no, I I, I know that it wouldn't be the only first edition in the world, yeah. but it presumably it would be in the library. 
So maybe that's like so maybe it's one that's just never able to be checked out. So it would be like, oh, it's the first edition. So it's like a it's a credible place. Like oh, it's a first edition. That's going to be a popular thing to look at for scholars. But it's a first edition in like this Kremlin run KGB archive. Why is it why is it so important? They like, whatever they want it for, they can hide shit in there. You're just making me real mad right now. Because it's true. You're just making me so mad right now. I'm making you think about. All the things you take for granted. So back in L.A., we've got uh, Jack. All right, so they, they work out this map, and they're like, all right, so we got uh, it's a building in Madagascar, little 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 shanty. And uh, Jack's, like, he talks to, like, some guy. So, <laughs> and he's like, well. Uh, put it full of, yeah, just, just pump it full of explosives. Yeah. Yeah, just put, like, a million tons of bombs in, inside. <laughs> and he's like, I could, I could blow this up with, like, 100 pounds of bombs. Like, no, put a million pounds. Yeah. Like why? It'd be a favor to me. It's uh, none of it is is necessary. It's just Spy Dad being a weird dick. It's Spy Dad like being spiteful because Spy Dad is Spy Dick. In this spy episode. Dad is Spy Dick, and Spy Daughter wants to spend time with Spy Mom, who wasn't there for her because she was a traitor. Spy Dad wasn't there for Spy Mom because Spy Dad is an alcoholic who was dealing with the repercussions of Spy Mom. And at Madagascar, it's too dark. Why is it so dark there? It's, I'm not setting you up for a joke. I'm asking you a serious question about photography. Why did they shoot this so dark? Are they trying to hide that they filmed this in... Uh, in California? Yeah, yeah, like probably like right outside of Griffith Observatory. Yeah, I will vouch for that. And of course, Sark is there because Sark is the best. And he's so grateful for Sydney for saving him the trouble of using his GPS. I guess GPS... Because it's not like now where we're all covered in GPS devices. But at the same time, is he he was clearly being arrested in the Forest Bias Russian building uh-huh. when Sydney got out and called her mom to get uh, the access to that like hidden panel from the. Remember that? Yeah. So how the fuck did he get there? He was being arrested. Money, I guess. I white, think uh, white privilege. <laughs> so, but like <laughs> him not using the GPS is a big deal to him. He's so grateful. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. He's like, pretty much saying, like, I followed you. Yeah. But, like, it was, would having used the GPS been a big deal in 2002? I don't know. Is it like AOL where you pay by the minute? Like, when you, when you have, like, You have to, like, dial into a modem, maybe. I don't know. I mean, or a it, satellite. I mean, I know that the technology had existed for at least 15 years or so at that point. But yeah. I, he makes it seem like it would have been kind of a burden. Um, maybe he just wanted it's like some type of bon mot to say to Sydney. Bon Mott. Bon Matt. Bon Scott. Bon Mott. Thank you. I, I Rest in life. peace. Rest in peace. Jack sets Irena up, saying she rigged this place to explode. And now she's being shipped off to Camp Harris for unrestricted interrogation. And we don't know that. So apparently the, that explosion like blew up the house, which looks so shitty. That little cabin is now on fire. And conveniently, uh, Sark has just disappeared. Yeah. He's all gone. Yeah. And that's it. Spy Dad's loving this. Yeah. I, uh. You kind of have to hate Spy Dad for being so petty. Like, I get I get why he doesn't trust his ex-wife slash spy. Sure. Slash uh, Von Dad Killer. Yeah. She probably but. took most of his CDs. <laughs> you know, all, all those reasons you don't trust an ex. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Turned all his friends against him. Yeah. Uh, all right. The next episode is called The Indicator. Which, which indicates what? 
title of the episode. I don't know. So did we cover all our? Are you, are you skipping to the end? Is this the end of the? No, uh, that's the basically podcast? it. I mean, we. So uh, we didn't discuss. Oh, go on. You have more. Uh, more notes. We didn't discuss old uh, Holiday Road Girl. Yeah, we did. But she's working for Arvin. She's working for Arvin. We didn't discuss the whole. We discussed like, that. We did. We discuss that she gave him tons of times to say, "Hey, uh, let's go to conspiracygirl.net.geocities, mm-hmm. and that uh, we can talk about this." And he said, "No." He was like, "Oh no, I made it up because I thought yeah. I had a friend that I wanted to." He did his whole like very like emotional spiel. Mm. Was, there was truth in that because. It was him, like, trying to connect with Sydney and thought he was doing it yeah. in favor. No, She's she, like, but I lied. She establishes that Will is no longer a threat. Right. We didn't SD discuss 6. that. We all right. Well we, well, we just did. All right. There we did. All right. Is that all? Uh, Are you happy? No. What else do you got? What else do I got? Uh, okay. Sarcasm. Is there an explosion? Yeah. He's getting moved. Uh-huh. Kendall is p- Kendall is always pissed. When is Kendall like? He a was pretty happy in this episode. It's like, good job, Sydney. Yeah, and she said thank you. And because before, you know, they, what they gave her a spinal tap. <laughs> they did, like Kendall was because uh, he works in that branch of the FBI that does all that crazy shit, right? All those spinal taps on you if you yeah. fuck around. Well, because he, you know, he's the one who's really into the Rambaldi stuff. Yeah. Right? Uh, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. Uh, like, how big's your heart? You have to weigh your heart. <laughs> Sorry. Sydney's mom is one of the only Rambaldi experts. I forget about that. Sydney's mom still looking smoldering while she's in jail. Oh, absolutely. Still has yeah. like, access to all her makeup. Mm-hmm. Not her earrings. She oh. wants her earrings. Yeah, so that was the other thing. Uh, what's in the what's she's like? Oh, like, like they said, like, oh, we've uh, flattened them down so there's no sharp surfaces. Sure. Yeah. But we know she's playing something. Yeah, maybe they're uh, maybe they're candy. Or maybe they're can- maybe there's some type of uh, bullshit uh, Rambaldi artifacts that only she has access to. We'll find out shortly. That's what I'm guessing. Maybe in the indicator. Maybe later. I don't know how long of a game this show's playing. So far, it's never quite as long as I think it's going to be. Uh, they set things up only to reveal them like an episode later. It seems that like trying to predict. Or trying to watch this type of television makes us look only stupid, stupid. I never try to predict it. Because we're like, oh, we know what they're doing. Like, no, we don't. They didn't know what they were doing because they have one episode at a time. They have, they, all they have to do, every it's like any given Sunday. All they have is one fucking week at a time. The Oliver Stone movie? Yes. All they need to do is get people to watch that one episode and then they're good because that's what ratings mattered. Yeah, it's not like now when you need people to like uh, binge watch shit. Yeah. Um, also, like I know structure, I know things about story and I foreshadowing and about. and uh, but I don't enjoy analyzing things. I like things to reveal themselves to me. You're gonna try to figure out a recipe. Well, what's this guy making? Show me everything you're making. Show me all of your ingredients so remember, I can see what you're making. No, you just give when, me a dish. Yeah, remember when salt to taste meant something different than it actually was? Like, what does that mean, salt to taste? No, I don't know what you're talking about, salt to taste. You look at a recipe and it says salt to taste. Yeah. You know what that means? It means uh, you salt it until it tastes good. It adds salt to your own idea of what your tastes are. Right. So it's very personal, but the... The recipe never says salt to your liking. What? So it, what's the ambiguity? Salt to taste. 
What the fuck does that mean? Well, what's the other way to uh, to interpret the statement? Like you literally have salt that you just taste every once in a while. Oh, you know it. Shut the fuck up! I, I actually thought that at one point. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're friends anymore. <laughs> it's the last episode of Alias Podcast. Done. Good. Good. I'm glad. Fuck all of you. The yeah. fuck is on you, America? So, until next time, assuming there even is a next yeah. time, uh, follow us on Twitter at Warm Gents. We might actually be toying away in the salt mines, ironically enough. Yeah. Uh, metaphorical, at the very least. Yeah. Uh, I, I can taste it. And we're on Facebook, I think, still. Here come the Warm Gents at Facebook.net slash yeah. Hot Chick uh, Alias Truther. And you'll find us there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Rate us on iTunes. What I don't know it? how to do that. What do you want to do with with reality right now that you can't just fucking watch a show and forget all about it? Well, I think maybe you might not want to watch a show that's so deep into our own current anxieties as Alias. I think Alias is by far the most. That's uh, the furthest away from our current anxieties. Nope. You're wrong. Nope. It's Jericho. Jericho. Remember Jericho with Skeet Ulrich? Oh, oh. I do. I remember like the nuts campaign. I know shit. Matthew yeah, circus Thomas. peanuts. Yeah. Circus peanuts. Wait, circus peanuts. The uh, marshmallows. Or yeah. Cir- oh fuck that. That's what. That's what they were sending. Oh fuck that. Or was it? Maybe um, it was. No, peanuts. it was actual peanuts. <laughs> Why did I make that up? But if any of you are there listening, if my good friend Matt. The editor, the progenitor of this podcast. Progenitor? Will. Yeah. All I'm right, hoping, go on. What I'm doing is I'm kissing ass. I'm hoping you'll put the song Jericho by the band Redbone onto the end of this track. All right. It's a good goddamn song. All right. I'm gonna not going to burn this bridge tonight. I'll save it for another night. So until next time, enjoy Jericho by Redbone. Yeah. I'm Matthew. And this is Mitchell. Have fun. Good night.